You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. And let's talk about some new updated rankings. Texas A&M finds themselves a little bit higher in the AP poll, in the coaches poll, and they now are scheduled to face off against another team from the Lone Star State in their bowl game come December. The NFL season is about to debut and nobody covers it like the Locked On NFL Podcast Network. Starting August 30th through September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team, every division, with the help of Odyssey expert Ross Tucker and Jason LaCanfora. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in starting on August 30th through September 8th. As always, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12-man related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So the AP poll was, was released... And now we know where Texas A&M sits. They are the now number five team in the nation after winning 41-10 over the likes of Kent State. Now, who are the four teams ahead of them? That's the biggest question. Number one, no surprise, it's Alabama. They handled business. They did exactly what they needed to do against Miami. Took it down. Was leading 27 to nothing at halftime. They won by, I think it was 31 points. Definitely showed why they are the team to beat still in the SEC. But number two is now Georgia. Georgia's defense did a lot of the heavy lifting. I have no problem with this. When you look at how many teams and how much was lost this past weekend by um, by Georgia with the wide receivers, with the tight ends, there's a reason why JT Daniels struggled passing the ball. He didn't have any weapons. It was a lot of pass. It was a lot of swing routes. It was a lot of quick passes to the running backs out of the backfield. A lot of checkdowns where the running back would try to get a block. Then they would try to get open immediately right after. Go ahead and hit the stride. Go work their way out. They did a lot of good in that aspect. But the defense was the reason they won. One interception was the deal. A pick six return the opposite direction by Christopher Smith sealed a 10-3 victory for the likes of the Bulldogs. They move up to number two, which means Clemson is out of the top 10. I mean, out of the top five. They now take A&M's place at number six. Number three, no surprise here, it's Oklahoma. Or uh, it's Ohio State, my bad. Ohio State had a good day. Nothing to be, you know, nothing to be proud about. When you look in the second half, they really dominated the likes of Minnesota. Minnesota had them in the first half. Minnesota really had them all the way up until about the mid, early fourth quarter. And then when they got that big run, I th- I, I'm blanking on the freshman's name who did it, but it was like a 63-yard swing route pass from the likes of um, CJ Stroud. When they got that pass off, I was like, all right, this game's over. They won. They didn't do it in stellar fashion, but they still won, and a win is a win at the end of the day. Number four is Oklahoma. Oklahoma deserves to be lower. This is the one argument that I have. Oklahoma definitely deserves to be lower because of they almost blew it against a uh, Tulane team. Now, here's the deal. 
I like Tulane. I think Tulane had a lot to play for in this game. I think Tulane had a lot going on for them. I think when you look at the, you know, the the the, the things that are going on in New Orleans right now due to the effects of Hurricane Ida, due to what it means, how this team is reacting, little things like that, it goes a very long way. Like it goes a very, very, very long way for this team and for this organization. So when I look at that, um, there's a lot to like about Tulane. There's also a lot to like about Oklahoma. They still have an efficient offense. They still have a, a quarterback who could be in the running for a Heisman. They still have a ton of talent at the wide receiver position. They only got better with the addition of Mike Woods from Arkansas. So I like where Oklahoma is, but they don't deserve to be ahead of A&M. A&M did not, they held a lead at halftime, and then they really exploded in the second half. Haynes King limited the turnovers. He found a better rapport with Caleb Chapman, with Chase Lane, with um, 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 uh, Anaya Smith, with even uh, Jalen Weidemeyer got better in the in the blocking game. Devon Achen had a better half. The defense had a better half. All that happened in the second half. When you look at the first half, they still held the lead. When you look at Oklahoma, they almost blew the lead in the fourth quarter. A&M was achieving better, and they were covering the spread going into the fourth quarter. That is the difference. Now, do I think that this is the right list? I think if you switch three teams, it's 100% correct. A&M has to be number four. A&M looked to be a more complete team than Oklahoma. They looked to be more consistent, and I get it. Tulane is a good team, and they're probably a little bit better than the likes of... Um, of Kent State, but I still think when you have that big of a lead, that monstrous of a lead, and that much of a struggle from Spencer Rattler, you can make an argument that at least AM has a more complete defense and they play in a better conference, so they should deserve to be number four. I believe number five should be Clemson. Listen, one play does not define a season. Clemson is probably going to go undefeated in the ACC play the remainder of the season because that's how dominant they are, and they have a very good defense. Let's just consider this real fast. When you look at Clemson, their defense did not give up a touchdown. They still are perfect defensively. And I said on the show, and I've said multiple times, I believe that the defense is going to be the key to Clemson's success. Yeah, it was. It once again was the key to Clemson's success. DJ Uyengale is going to figure things out. He is going to be fine. They looked better to me than Oklahoma. Oklahoma should be six. I'm sorry. I like this Oklahoma team. I said at the very start of the year, I believe that Oklahoma was going to be the team to surprise everyone. I'm against that now. If Spencer Rattler is going to look like that every single drive, every single play, we have some problems. We have a ton of problems. So real fast before we go to commercial break, I want to get my updated playoff predictions. At the start of the year, I said it was going to be the likes of uh, Georgia number one. I said it was going to be Clemson number two, Oklahoma number three, and I said Texas A&M number four. I think right now it's going to be Alabama number one. I have to include them in there. I think number two is going to be probably right now I would say Ohio State. I don't see them losing a game moving forward at least as of now. I think they're going to beat the crap out of Oregon who struggled immensely against Fresno State. After that, I would have to say Probably Clemson because they have an easy schedule. And unfortunately, I got to knock AM out only because if they're going to be a one-loss team, I don't think Alabama's going to lose a game. So that means Georgia's going to get in. I don't see Georgia losing the game right now either. So that would mean the one game they lose is in, is in the SEC championship. And that one game that AM loses is going to be outside the SEC championship. That means something. But there are still going to be two teams represented in the SEC, which leads us into the next point. 
ESPN predicts A&M will play against a former rival in the Sugar Bowl. Who is that rival? We'll talk about that next. But before I do, how many of you deal with sweating? I know every single day I go to the gym, I come home, I shower, I still have problems sweating. It's just something that I do have. It's something that I wish I could fix, but I can't. Now I can though, or at least I can adapt to the smell with my new antiperspirant wipes from Sweatblock. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it the night before you go to bed, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and you're about to go on your day with no sweat. Guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally have used it every single day when I get home from the gym. I wear it before I go to sleep. I wake up the next morning. I go to the gym. No sweat stains, no pits, nothing out there. If you or someone you love need problems with your sweat and have to fix it, go ahead and check it out with sweatblock.com. Go visit them today for 20% off. Use the promo code locked on or at Amazon or at CVS. Stop sweating. Fix the pits with sweatblock from sweatblock.com. You know what I hate? Spending money on things that I don't need. And one of the biggest ones is whenever I go to the car shop and I have to go pay an installment fee, a shipping fee, a service fee, when I can do all that, but I don't know where to look for the products. That's why I like to use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. They have everything from tail lamps to engine modules to brake pads. So whatever you're looking for to fix up your daily driver or refurbish a cult classic, they have it. I was able to buy my tail lamp for my Audi Q5 online at rockauto.com, simply using their unique catalog, going through, picking up the price, and of course, paying a low, low deal. Go visit rockauto.com and use the promo code locked on on the how'd you hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com, it's the place to be. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. So Texas A&M is not right now included in the likes of the college football football. Unfortunately, I understand why. I know a lot of people are going to go, wow, you're a hater. I always knew it. Go, you're the worst. Well, it's not me who's hating. It's just the fact of the matter is when you look at where Texas A&M is, they're not at that same level as Georgia and at Alabama. And if there are going to be two teams that do play in the likes of the college football playoff from the SEC, right now, it is 100% Alabama and it is Georgia. That's not an insult to Texas A&M. That's actually a compliment to how talented the SEC is and A&M is right on the cusp of it. So if that's the case, where does Texas A&M fall? In one projection, I think it's by Mark Slarboth, if I'm not mistaken, from ESPN. They have them facing off against their former Big 12 rival and future SEC arch rival, the Texas Longhorns, in the Sugar Bowl. So here's what Schlerbach actually had to say of the rivalry potentially being renewed. Oklahoma and Texas officials say there's no, they're not joining the SEC until after their current TV deals with the Big 12 that expire in June of 2025, but Texas A&M fans may not have to wait as long to face their in-state rival again. The Longhorns look pretty impressive under Coach Steve Sarkeesian's debut and look like one of the better teams in the Big 12. If Oklahoma were to make the college football playoff and the SEC were to get two teams in with Alabama and Georgia, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to say that Texas and Texas A&M would meet in the All-State Sugar Bowl. I like this. I do. Because here's why. Because if we now know for a fact 
that Texas and Texas A&M are going to be playing in the SEC together. That's going to happen. Whether we like it as fans or not, whether we believe that that's fair or not, I do think that this is the right move. Here's why. At the end of the day, we know that this is going to happen. And more importantly, even if we don't want it to happen, it's going to happen. So why not go ahead and let Texas know, yeah, you're coming to the SEC, but you're not us yet. You're not even close to being us. We're going to end our season on the right note by going out against our in-state rivals that we're constantly now beating in recruiting, that we're beating in record in revenue, that we're beating in all other aspects, and more importantly, we're beating you in wins. We've been a better team since coming to the SEC in a better conference than you have been in a lesser conference in the Big 12. What does that really say about you versus what it says about us? We know that eventually you're going to be here. You're going to go ahead and try to beat us in every single aspect. But right now, we are the better team. We are easier. We are going to be able to kick your keister day in and day out on every level. So you better get ready to recruit against us. You better get ready to play hardball. And even though that you are a big-time brand and you think that coming to the SEC is going to work because you got an SEC-type coach in Steve Sarkeesian, that doesn't mean jack diddly crap. You are still the little brother now to us. We're going to prove that. Now, the other game that they could be playing in, according to, um, is it Adam Rittenberg, I think? Or, um, no, it's um, uh, Kyle Bungaru, is uh, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, where they'd face off against USC. Of these two matchups, the one where I feel the most comfortable of them winning is against USC. But the one where I think that they would have the most experience and chance to make a giant impact is, of course in the likes of Texas. You want to be able to beat your in-state rival every single time. You're winning in wins, you're winning in recruiting, and you're winning right now in more preseason hype and actually the rankings. You still are. Why not go ahead and prove that you are just the better team? Straight up. It's unfair to Texas A&M. It truly is. It very much is unfair. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But when you look at what Texas A&M could do and how this could really affect in recruiting for years to come. Because the recruits right now that are coming in for the 2022-2023 class, by the time they're juniors and seniors, A&M and and Texas will be playing together in the SEC. That's going to happen. That rivalry is going to be renewed. That game is going to come back. That is going to be something to watch for. College football is back. The NFL is right around the corner. And with it, bets are going to be at an all-time high. So make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag gives you the best bets, the best buyouts, and the best lines every single day you wager. Plus, they have the brand new $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest and the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Deal. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo by making a bet on Thursday, September 9th during the season opener of the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. This is only, though, for new customers when signing up using the promo code NFL100. From football to baseball to basketball to UFC to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Take advantage of the great offers and use the promo code LOCKED on to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Betting on college football in Texas A&M does not have to struggle when you use the brand new Locked on Podcast. Go visit your boy Q and hit again. 
Sterling as they give you daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's locks of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So before we close the chapter on Kent State, I want to talk about this real fast. Texas A&M is going to have to get better passing the ball. They are. Anaya Smith had over 100 yards. Caleb Chapman had 96 yards. Chase Lane, I think, had about 45, 50 yards. That's all fine and dandy. They put up over 500 yards of offense against this defense. They put up, that, that's a lot of points. Like, no matter how you look at it, that's a lot of po- That's a lot of yardage. Half a thousand yards is a lot. But when you look at how many points were left on the board, they could have scored another 17 points at least, if not for the three interceptions. They easily could have done that because they could have at least gotten a field goal and two touchdowns. When I look at that, that's going to be a problem. If that happens this week in Colorado, where Haynes King starts off throwing an interception, throwing in a double coverage, the altitude plays a factor, I worry. I do. I know that's unfair for me to say, but I do worry. And I have every right to worry because if you look at this team and you realize what their bread and butter is. I know it's crazy. I know everyone wants to see Haynes King be successful passing the ball. But the real way he is going to be successful is trusting the run game. This is a rushing attack that does not quit. They had two runners finish with over 100 yards on the day. Isaiah Spiller became the 21st running back in Texas A&M history to surpass 2,000 yards for his career. On top of that, Devon A-Chain picked up right where he left off, finishing with a 63-yard touchdown run, scoring two touchdowns on the way to victory. Plus, you got to see a little bit of Ernest Cronover. You got to see a little bit of DeAndre Jackson. You got to see Anaya Smith finish with, I think, four carries for 24 yards. So he did a little bit of everything, 124 yards on the day. I think that's the most for an active player, not named Haynes King passing. So you got to keep in mind that they have running backs galore, left, right, center, all across the place. They are a team that knows what it's doing. They are a team that knows how to run the ball. And I've said this time and time again on the podcast, more and more than ever, look at how this team functions. If you don't have stability at the quarterback position right now, that's okay. Because if you have four to five running backs, all of whom can make immediate contributions, LJ Johnson, Ernest Crownover, Isaiah Spiller, Devon Aching, DeAndre Jackson, Anaya Smith. That's six running backs who can really carry the load and each bring something interesting to the team. I love that fit. I love that addition. I love what that means to this organization. So I look at Texas A&M. Everyone wants to see them start getting the ball deep downfield. They want to see uh, Demon Demas. They want to see Caleb Chapman. They want to see Jalen Weidemeyer. Until Haynes King can work on the short stuff, limit the turnovers before going deep on you know on plays where I think he can be successful, but you got to prove it first. Trust the run game. This is a dominant rushing attack that easily can finish as the number one run offense in the nation and the number one run offense in the SEC. If it isn't broke, don't try to fix it. Running the ball works. It truly does work. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. I'll be back tomorrow to start previewing Colorado. What to like, what not to like. What are some areas that I think the Buffaloes could be still railing Texas A&M? What are some areas Texas A&M has to improve? We'll talk all that and much, much more. See you then. And remember, you again, y'all. This has been... 
Locked On Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.